Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mouth Sword Ministries. I'm your host, Tim Aaron, and I'm going to be joined with Rhonda Kay. And we're going to talk about briefly the conflict between Israel and Gaza uh, that's going on today. Uh, a terrible situation over there in the Middle East, the conflict between Israel and Gaza. But before we get started, we're going to open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day you've given us, another day of your rich mercy and grace, and we thank you for providing for us, putting a roof over our head, clothes on our back, food on our table. We thank you so much for that. Uh, we thank you for uh, who you are and what you mean to us. Uh, all this we thank you and praise you for in the mighty, wonderful, precious name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. Um, when you turn on the news today, all you see is that conflict going on over there uh, between Israel and Gaza. And it's a, it's a terrible situation. Uh, <clears throat> you know, they, they've been enemies for a long time. You know, the Palestinians against the Jews and, and a lot of times. And, um, but, you know, I wanted to talk about that today because, you know, I saw a lady on the news say, why is the world on Israel's side? You know, what about us? You know? You know, are we nothing, you know, and um, and she made a good point to me, you know, so a lot of times today, you know, we still uh, a lot of times people still want to say that the Israel is God's chosen people over there. So we're going to talk about is that really the case today? We're going to try to try to, you know, talk about that today. <laughs> so. Uh, um, I like I'm going to bring up I'm going to start with the passage in the Bible that I think is uh, pretty, pretty big on that topic, even though I never heard a preacher use that to talk about, you know, whether or not Israel is God's chosen people. But um, we're going to start at John chapter three. And normally when we talk about John chapter three, you think of John three sixteen. but we're going to go a little bit ahead of that. And we're going to talk about the story between Jesus and Nicodemus <laughs> and Nicodemus he was a, a high-ranking Pharisee and because of his position he came to Jesus at night so that wouldn't nobody seeing you know he was kind of like sneaking because he didn't want his reputation and his position to be in jeopardy you mm -hmm. know because the Pharisees didn't like Jesus you know he was Jesus was uh taking a lot of their their members, mm -hmm. so to speak, you know, and uh, so they didn't like that. <laughs> you know, anytime you start <laughs> messing with a church's tithes and offering and membership, you're going to probably have some haters, you know, yeah. and that's what Jesus was doing. You know, Jesus was, was doing great things and a lot of people wanted to be where Jesus was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, Nicodemus, even though he was a Pharisee, he didn't. He didn't feel the same way. He he wanted to know more, and he wanted to go to Jesus and talk to Jesus for himself by night, though, in secret. <clears throat> and Jesus said to Nicodemus, uh, well, let's let's read John chapter 3, verse, we're going to start at verse 2. And it says, the same came to Jesus by night, talking about Nicodemus, and he said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these things, these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. So, you know, Nicodemus, even though he was part of the popular Pharisee group, 
he recognized that Jesus was something special. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he came humbly and he came with respect and he asked Jesus, uh, he said, you know, you, you're a great man, you know. And then this is what Jesus said to Nicodemus, being a Jew. Jesus answered and said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So that right there speaks volumes as is being a Jew just just enough. No, Mm -hmm. Jesus told this Jew, this Pharisee, that he had to be born again. What does it mean to be born again? To accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. So, uh, you know, I just don't understand that, you know, why people think, you know, that being a Jew, you know, is enough. I got a question. Uh Uh-huh. Did the Jews um, crucify Jesus? Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Uh, and, I, and, and we say that uh, because they wasn't the ones that, was, that actually was able to find him guilty, but they insisted on mm-hmm. him being found guilty because the Roman government, they said they don't find no fault with him. And they was going to let him go. But the, the Jews said, no, no, crucify him, mm-hmm. crucify him. So, yeah, the Jews did turn their back on Jesus. <coughs> and um, that was a terrible thing for them to do. Okay. And, uh, yeah. You have another question? I do have mm-hmm. another question. Why do you think a lot of the preachers today still teach about the Jews um, being, being God's, God's people? people? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't understand that because, you know, you hear a lot of them today, you know, on TV, on the radio, uh, oh, Israel, Israel, you know, mm-hmm. and they always ready to jump on Israel's side and Israel's side. But Jesus cried looking when he looked at Jerusalem, you know, because they forsook him. Mm-hmm. And um, so what I'm saying is I think today is uh, being a Jew has absolutely no benefit as far as being a, a person of God. You know, the only way you are a person of God is if you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Um, so people need to understand that first and foremost. Um, you know, I have another example I want to talk about today. Um, let's go to, um, Matthew chapter 12, towards the end of this chapter. Um, now this is a good one here. Um, Jesus is teaching and, um, what he, when he's teaching in Matthew chapter 12, he's teaching and his uh, family, his mother, his brother, uh, is not agreeing with what he's teaching because it goes against the Mosaic law. And uh, so as he's teaching, his mother and his brother is trying to get to him to stop him. But it's a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. But they get word of Jesus and say, hey, Jesus, your mother and your brother are out trying to get to you. You know, because they were trying to talk to some sense into Jesus because mm-hmm. he was, you know, not teaching the traditional way. Mm-hmm. And this is what um, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 12, uh, verses 50. He says, for whosoever shall do the will of my father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and my sister and my mother. You know, so what he's saying here is. If you want to be my people, if you want to be God's people, if you want to be part of the family, you got to do the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. So whether you are a Jew or a Gentile, 
if you don't do if you don't do the will of the Father, you're not going to be God's people. And so, what do you have to do to be God's people? Once again, accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Yeah. Um, another place that confirms that is the Transfiguration in uh, Matthew chapter 17. Jesus is being transfigured. And uh, while he yet spake, this is uh, Matthew chapter 17, verse 5. It says, and while Jesus yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of heaven, uh, a voice out of the cloud, which said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. That's the will of God right there. You know, so Jesus says, unless you do the will of my father, you can't be my family, mm-hmm. is what he said. And so what is the will of the father? To hear Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's it. That one, you know, those, those few words right there. Hear ye him. So we have to, we have to get the right balance when it comes to, um, you know, post-crucifixion times. You know, after Jesus died on the cross, you know, the game changed. And uh, Jesus didn't come to the world to convert the world to Judaism. He came to the world to uh, lead them to him, mm-hmm. you know, accept him. And whoever you are, male, female, Jew, or Gentile, you will be saved if you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. So that's what people, I think, miss when they want to talk about uh, Israel and the Jews and and all of that today, you know, most definitely before Jesus, they were the people of God, you know, uh, the Jews were the people of God, but not so no more. So, and then I want to, I want to talk about a little bit about Romans chapter 11. You know, I think a lot of people get that chapter wrong too, because the apostle Paul is talking about, you know, uh, the remnant of the Jews, how God has a remnant, you know, and, um, I believe that remnant is what Revelations chapter 7 and chapter 14 is talking about, you know, the 144,000. And um, and so Jesus will have a remnant of Jews because he made Abraham a, pop, a promise back in the Old Testament, you know, that he will keep his people. So he has 144,000, 12,000 of each of the 12 tribes of Israel. That is true. Mm-hmm. but But those... 144,000, you know, they are reserved by God and only God knows who they will be, you know, so, but uh, Jews as a whole, you know, being Jewish as a whole, that has no bearing on salvation whatsoever. And furthermore, I think that 144,000 that Revelations is speaking about would be children, Mm-hmm. You know, other other ministries teach that they'd be witnesses, but I don't believe that. I don't think the Bible teach that. I believe they will be children, uh, because when you read Revelation chapter fourteen, verses one through six, you know it talks about they will be virgins. Uh, they will have no guile in their mouth. You know, it's talking about the innocence mm-hmm, of them, the purity, right? And that's children. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and and to you know, bring a scripture along with that, Matthew chapter 19, uh, late in that chapter, you know, some children were trying to get to Jesus and some of the disciples were trying to stop them, you know, because, you know, Jesus ain't got time for no children. Mm-hmm. And what did Jesus say? He said, suffer 
the little children to come unto me for of such is the kingdom of God. So I put that scripture with, with Revelations chapter seven and, and Revelations chapter 14. And I believe those 144,000 are going to be children. But anyway, aside from that 144,000, uh, just being born a Jew is not enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior if you want to make heaven your home, if you want to rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years, you know, and if you want to be a part of his kingdom. So, and I would like to, you know, invite that right now to the listeners out there to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you do that, that would be the best insurance plan, the best thing you can possibly mm-hmm. ever do for yourself. But, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I wanted to just talk about that conflict over there and how, you know, I don't see basically uh, the Jews or the Palestinians, one being no better than the other. Right. It's oh. just the devil, mm-hmm. you know, in the mix. Right. You know, destroying lives. And whether you're a Jew or whether you're a Palestinian, you're going to have to accept Jesus Christ if you want to win in mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you have any questions or comments and you want to talk about this, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at Ministries at gmail.com. That's Ministries at gmail.com, and we would love to hear from you. Okay, do you have anything to add to that? No, I don't. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to end in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for who you are. We thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross shedding your blood for the sins of the world and uh we just give you praise and we glorify your name and we worship you and we thank you Heavenly father we ask that you help hurting people right now people homeless on the street hurting not knowing where they're going to get their next meal not having a roof over their head we just ask that you help them and and uh raise up people to be able to help them to to deal with this major problem Uh, These things we ask in the mighty, wonderful, precious name, we give you praise, always and forever. Blessed, blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen.